0: Welcome, and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast, brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. A beggar's garment, what it is. Because a lot of people saved, sanctified, born again, tongue-talking, that still live lives as beggars. Mark chapter 10, verse 46, the Bible says, They came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city after being to the feast of the Passover. A blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, That's why we shout in church, amen. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked Him and told Him, be quiet. Shouting in church is not respectful. Let's tone it down. But He shouted all the more. Is there somebody that will just shout a little bit louder this morning and give Him a praise? Come on, because He touched you. Come on, He never left you where He found you. You were blind now, you see. You may have challenges, but you know God is in control this morning. He shouted the louder. David danced more undignified when his wife tried to tone him down. we never gonna really go back to that old religious lifestyle, right? Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Calling. So they called the blind man and they said, Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing aside his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet. Listen, this here you're going to jump if there's so much I want to preach from here. I have this soundtrack, okay? Every verse we can preach from. And he came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight. I was blind, now I see. Our text this morning is. Verse 49 and 50, Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, they said, cheer up, be of good cheer. The old King James says, on your feet, on your feet. I don't care how long you've been down, Jesus is going to lift you back to your feet in Jesus' name. I don't care how bad your sorrow has been, Jesus is going to lift you back to your feet. I don't care what your business has been through. I'm telling you, Jesus is gonna lift you back to your feet. You have to cheer up. Stop being in a place of sorrow and get your eyes back on Jesus Christ. You have to cheer up and you have to get up and you have to hear that the master is calling your name, not the person sitting next to you, but he's calling your name. He's gonna cause you to get out of the place of procrastination the place of hurt the place of depression the place of fear the place of disease the place of poverty this is your year say amen in Jesus name be of good cheer so throwing his cloak aside he jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus in the Passion Translation I like this Jesus says call him here bring him to church call him here so they went to the blind man and said have courage get up Too many people are sitting, sitting in a place of guilt and shame and pain and their past, bound to an old lifestyle. It's time to get up, get out, get over and get on with what God has in mind for you. Because Jesus is calling you. So he threw off his biggest cloak. I want to say to you this morning, starting, that no matter what you are facing, where you are, where you are sitting What's your trial, what's your challenge? Jesus is here today. He's not in the heaven. He's here by the Holy Ghost and He's calling your name. And He says to you, take courage. It's time to cheer up, not tear up. You've teared up enough to cheer up, to rejoice in the Lord always. The Lord is calling you. The Lord sees you. The Lord hears you. The Lord is coming to you. The Lord is your deliverer. The Lord is your helper. It was on that day that Jesus chose to walk on that road away from a busy city and a busy crowd because Bartimaeus, blind, begging, Bartimaeus was on his mind. A few things. Think what it is to be blind and a beggar. To be clothed by a beggar's garment. Your identity, your right. Your entitlement, whatever it represents, clothe me. This is not a bishop's robe, okay? I'm not doing that ever. Although, I'm um, a bishop, bishop, i um, Imagine living like this, I'm going to get hot here, with a beggar's garment. This was given to people, this was their identity, this was the cloak they wore. This was the cloak that gave them the right to beg. Like people still live today, not understanding the rights they have as a child of God, but rather living with a victim mindset, believing they have the right to beg for a better future. Your better future has been secured 2,000 years ago through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? So Bartimaeus, a biggest garment will always push you down, will always make you sit will always rob you of vision, leave you blind, leave you hopeless, leave you in a place of despair. Bartimaeus was sitting at the road of Jericho, 15 miles northeast of Jerusalem. He knew that there would be a busy crowd or people traveling on that road. Jesus, one of them. Bartimaeus sat by the right road. He knew Jesus was going to cross by on a certain day. He had heard about Jesus and my Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. He was blind, he was a beggar, he was labeled as a nobody going nowhere, but he heard about Jesus and when he heard about Jesus, hope filled his heart and he knew, if only I could get the attention of Jesus, this garment is gonna come off my life, my life is gonna change and I'm never gonna be the same again, come on. He was sitting by the right road. I'm telling you today, you are sitting next to the right road if you are keeping your eyes on Jesus, for He is the way, He's the truth and He's the life and there is no one who comes to the Father but by Jesus Christ. He was a beggar. In the natural, he was hopeless, but he heard about Jesus. And when he heard about Jesus, expectation filled his heart. And when he heard Jesus was passing by, he chose to be undignified. He wasn't all churchified like you all. He wasn't a Sunday Christian. He wasn't a stilter care Christian. He was somebody that knew my God is alive, he's not dead. He was somebody that was desperate enough to shout out to God. And he raised his voice and he said jesus son of david have mercy on him and there were all the wet blanket christians those who look at you those who frown upon you those who say that god is not alive but he cried out louder he prayed louder he stood his ground and he called on the name of jesus and jesus stood still and he said call him and bring him to me and this is what you have to get even before he received his healing He cast off his biggest garment. He got up and he chose, I'm not going to be identified by my biggest garment any longer. I'm not gonna cling to my biggest garment. I'm not gonna cling to my pain and my shame and my yesterday. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna cast it off. I'm gonna get rid of it in the name of Jesus. And even before he was touched by Jesus, in his mind he made up, I'm not gonna be the same. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody that's been touched by God, give the Lord Almighty praise in Jesus' name. Bartimaeus knew he was sitting by the right, on the right road. He was tired of being seen a bigger. He was tired of thinking like a bigger. He was tired of living his life a bigger. He was tired of acting like a beggar. I pray to God this morning you are tired of your sin. I pray that you are tired of your hurt, that you are tired of your brokenness, that you are tired of your victim mindset, that you are tired of your excuses. I pray to God today that you are tired of whatever is causing you to sit down and blame somebody else. Nobody tells us how he was made blind. Maybe it's something his parents never did. Sometimes life happens that steals our vision and leaves us hopeless and steals our dreams. But Bartimaeus knew there was hope. And I want to tell you this morning, there is hope in the person of Jesus. There is hope in the name of Jesus for you. But you have to make up your mind to let go of that beggar's garment. So many of God's people are saved, sanctified, born again, and they still live like beggars because they don't know what Jesus did for them. They still go through life thinking like beggars, clinging to a beggar's garment, clinging to the pain of yesterday, the hurt of yesterday, the bitterness, the unforgiveness, the brokenness. And yes, those things were real. And so was Bartimaeus's life. His situation was real. Maybe as low as you could go, blind and a beggar, not being able to see, symbolising people losing vision, hope of a better future, labelled by everybody a beggar, but he got fed up with getting being a beggar. And until you don't get the hell in with the devil, and until you don't become sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're gonna stay in the same place. You've gotta rise up on the inside. Something has to happen on the inside of you. You have to become desperate enough not to sit in the same place any longer and talk about your yesterday. You've gotta make up your mind that Jesus is your hope, that Jesus is your resurrection, that Jesus is your life, and you've gotta draw closer to Jesus. As we said last week, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can somebody say amen and magnify the name of Jesus? Come on. Some of you have not moved your lips in this whole service. What in the world is wrong with you? Get out of that mindset. I'm not fighting with you. I'm trying to activate you. Because I'm sure there were days he sat feeling sorry for himself. I'm sure there was somebody who could he could blame. I'm sure he had a story to tell. Where was his family? Those that should have taken care of him. Where were they? Why did they allow him to be so undignified that he had to go sit sit in a dusty road every day of his life where were the people that should have loved him they were nowhere where where were the people that caused his blindness, nowhere he was alone people despised him people go through tragedies, people sin, people make a mess and they treated like lepers in society I'll tell you you're not a leper i'll tell you today you are not defined by your yesterday i tell you today you're not defined by your mistakes by your mishaps you are defined by the love of jesus christ today but you have to throw that biggest garment aside you have to get up from that place and you have to get your eyes on jesus and receive a new garment that jesus has for you so i'm going to talk about what a biggest garment represents and I'm starting with maybe the most important one today and that is your old life. The first thing Jesus came to do when he saves you is to get rid of the robe of sin in your life. He comes to break the power of sin. How many people are saved and they still live a life of sin? And I'm not talking to bring a heavy judgment upon anybody but you've got to stop wearing that garment. You've got to stop allowing the garment He has for you to be stained by the old life. You have to stop looking back at the old life. You have to stop thinking the old was better. Because the old life will keep you from the new life. Jesus came to set you free. Jesus came to forgive you. Jesus came to break the power of sin over your life. You ain't no sinner any longer. You are saved. You are washed. You are sanctified. You're a child of God. You are born again. You are heaven bound. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Jesus, oh come on, somebody! If you're born again and you know it, jump to your feet and say amen and give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah! I think people uh, many people wear that because they're ignorant of who they are. Our oh, pastor a song it. is nie. Dis nie gekleer, kleed nie. Yeah, I cleared off lay. and you have to allow Jesus to reclothe you. Bartimaeus had to lay a town, a beggar's garment. First, he represents the old lifestyle. and we have to talk about this because people say I'm saved and I have to ask from what? Language, relationships, places? Mmm, it's going to be quiet. Slaves to sin? Still compelled to do the old? Attracted to the old? Listen, that garment will always leave you blind, just like Bartimaeus. It will blind you. It will keep you from all God has for you. It will rob you of your confidence in God, and it will fill you with condemnation. Bible says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But a life in Christ is a life free from sin. Where the power of sin is broken. The old life will keep you from the new life. And all the benefits of the new life that Jesus already gave you. The first thing he came to do was to remove the garment of sin. Because this garment, this beggar's garment is what will rob you of everything in life. This garment promises to please you but only will enslave you again. So don't allow other people to put this garment back on you. Don't allow your friends to come and bring that beggar's garment back into your life. Don't allow other, the precious of life, to put this beggar's garment back on you. It was for freedom that Christ has set you free. He came and He broke the power of Satan. He came and He broke the power of sin over your life. That is not who you are. You're a new creature, a brand new man. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He came to break the power of sin over your life. He came to destroy the yoke of sin. He came to open the prison door, to set the captive free. That's you and me, my friend. Jesus means Saviour. For He shall save His people from their sin. So that old life, if you're still partaking of that old life is because you don't understand who you are. You're still thinking like a sinner and there are holes in your souls and there are dots and spots on your robe, your your robe, your new robe. He came to reclothe you, to put a new garment on you, a garment of righteousness, a robe of holiness. Not works, not law, but by grace. On that cross, a divine exchange took place. He became sin. He took upon Him, the righteous one, the just one, took upon Him your sin. He became sin. He was clothed with your sin. He became a beggar, stripped naked on the cross for you and me so that you and I could receive a robe, a new robe, a new identity. Hallelujah. A robe of righteousness, a robe of freedom, a robe of of identity. Oh, say amen. Somebody in this place, in the name of Jesus, you are washed and you are sanctified. Oh, give the Lord a praise in this place today in Jesus' name. Romans 5, the Bible says, For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man one will die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrated His love towards us. That while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Much more then, having been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through Him. Judgment. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more. Having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have received this reconciliation. We are no longer God's enemies. We are no longer sinners. We are God's relatives. We are God's family. Therefore, as through one man sin, Adam entered the world, and death through sin, and death spread to all men, because all sinned. Romans 3:23 says, We have all sinned and fallen, short and fallen short of the glory of God. Want Amal het gezondag, en dit ontbreek aan die heerlijkheid van God. Wat het die here gedoen? Hij het sy heerlijkheid herstel. Hij het jou nieuwe heerlijkheid gegeen, wat geanker is in jou rechtvaardigheid, in Christus Jesus. For until the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of Him who has to come. So meaning you don't have to sin to be a sinner. The day you come out of your mother's womb, you are a sinner. And the one who made you a sinner is your dad, 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 because the sin nature comes through the Father. That's why Jesus needed a heavenly Father. That's why He could not be born from earthly seed. He had to be born from heavenly seed, incorruptible seed. When you are born again, you are born again. 1 Peter 1.23 says of what? Of incorruptible seed. That means you become a brand new person. Hallelujah. But every child that opens a mother's womb, no matter how cute they are, they are born little sinners. I mean, those grandkids of mine, sinner, 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 sinner. And you can see it. No, don't laugh you all like that. Throw tantrums. We have to get that out of them, right? They tell a little white lie as soon as they can talk. It wasn't me, mommy. Did you take the cookies? No, says Johnny with his hand full of the cookies. Whose hand was in the cookie jar? Not me, mommy. Who told them it's the little sin nature? So, religion can't change you. You're born into sin. That's why the Bible says you have to be born again. The biggest miracle that can take place is when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Come on, if you say, Oh, I just want to praise God all day. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So it says the free gift, verse 15, is not like the offence. For if by one man's offence many died, much more the grace of God, the gift of grace of the one man Jesus Christ abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through one who sinned. For the judgment which came from the offence resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offences resulted in justification. Just as if I had never sinned. So no matter what you did, no matter what your past, no matter how bad you were, um, the day you give your life to Jesus Christ, you are justified, you are forgiven, you receive a clean slate, you are born again, you are a child of God, by the power of God's grace, you have no past. Hallelujah, you only have a future. So people always wanna talk about your past. You have no past. You were recreated when you were born again. You were born again of incorruptible seed by the Word of God. So stop feeling bad about your sins of commission and your sins of omission and all the sins that you did before you got saved and after you got saved. It's time to receive the forgiveness of God and walk in the righteousness that you have received. Shout amen in Jesus' name says for if by one man's events death reign through the one much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life, will reign in life through one, Jesus Christ. I start here because without understanding your true identity, you are never going to reign in life. While you hold on or cling to this beggar's garment, while you go take this biggest garment off, every Saturday when you go to the club, you are never gonna reign in life. You're never gonna have God's peace and joy in your life. So you're gonna have to get rid of this. I said you're gonna have to get rid of it. I said you're gonna have to get rid of it. I said you're gonna have to get rid of it. You're gonna have to throw it away. Stop clinging to the old lifestyle. You're born again. That old lifestyle never gave you happiness. That old lifestyle never left you full of peace. That old life is what broke you before you came to Jesus Christ, and when you came to Jesus, He fixed you. So don't go back to that old life. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. If you believe it, shout amen. When I pull, I put on my robe. Come, 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 come. Huh. Thank God we're not going to hell because it's hot. You know, get into Johannesburg all sweated up. So God's grace grace will never leave you where it finds you. Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it's a gift of God. Not of works lest anyone should boast, for we are His workmanship. We are His creation, created or recreated in Christ for good works. Galatians 5 verse 1, It was for freedom that Christ has set you free. When you accept Jesus as your Saviour, you are no longer a sinner. So you have to stop thinking like the sinner. You have to begin to think like the new person. That's why your, 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 your eight-tongue plaque is no longer the club or the bar or the joint. Your eight-tongue plaque is not the kerk. Say Amen in Jesus' name. The place you hang out. Because this is where our values are changed. This is where our lives are changed. This is where our minds are renewed. This is where we are reminded of who we are. This is where we are clothed and reclothed and reclothed. But if we hang out in the world without this assignment to win people to Jesus, their robe is going to taint our robe. And the next minute we become confused. We have an identity crisis because we have robes that are righteous but that are now spotted by the lives of others. You have to hear me very clearly this morning. It was for freedom. Jesus didn't just come to save you, to get you to heaven, because if that was the case, the best thing would be after you said, Jesus, I receive His Lord and Savior, you should drop dead and go to heaven. No. He called you to grow, to mature, to be His ambassador, and to make a difference in this world through your lifestyle and through your message. So when you accept Jesus as Lord, you're no longer a slave to sin. Say amen. You are no longer stained by sin. You should no longer wear the guilt and the shame of your past sins. Psalm 103, the Bible says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us. He will not keep His anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. Hallelujah. So don't talk about other people's sins. You have your own sin. You thank God for His grace and His mercy every day. He has not punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His mercy towards those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as He removed our transgressions from us. And we know the east and the west are still being created because God spoke the words. The universe, universe's galaxies are still being created. So, your sins are traveling in the opposite side of the mercy and the grace of God. So, you cannot go back and fish your old life and go resurrect yourself. You died is what the Apostle Paul said. And your new life is hidden in Christ with God. You are no longer the old sinner. You are no longer the old beggar. You are no longer the old weak person who falls over for any temptation. You are a brand new person. You have the life of God in you, the nature of God, the presence of God. You have been clothed with a robe of righteousness in the name of Jesus. Shout amen, hallelujah. So God has forgiven you. He's given you a clean slate. He's made you brand new. Erased your past. Second Corinthians 5 and 7, the Bible says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And has given us this ministry of reconciliation that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing, not reckoning, not treating us according to our sin, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation that you have to be a sinner no more. You have to live bound no more. You have to be a beggar no more. You don't have to be oppressed no more. Jesus came to set you free, hallelujah. I say Jesus came to set you free. Jesus came to restore your sight, to remove your blindness, to give you hope of a better future. And that hope is a hope that brings you out of the prison. Of sin that produced guilt and shame. Come on, refuse to walk back into that prison. He opened the prison door. You live free from that prison and you live clothed with a robe of righteousness for the rest of your life. In the name of Jesus, say amen. Hallelujah. Says now, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him, when you know sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So th- this is who I am justified, just as if I never sinned, sanctified. That's how I have to live. Not wrestle with sin, but live the life that Jesus already gave me, the power in his grace. And I have to get my thoughts to line up with my new identity. Paul the Apostle in Ephesians 4 verse 22, he says that you put off the old life. That you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verse 24 says, and that you put on the new life. So while we live, we have to identify with this new life that we have. This is who I am. I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I was a sinner, now I'm saved by grace. I'm now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creature. I'm a brand new man. I'm a born again All things have passed away. Hallelujah. So we need to, number one, awaken to righteousness. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 34 says, Awaken to righteousness and do not sin. Romans 10 verse 3, For being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. So all the works, all your works of holiness, your works of righteousness, Your works of religion, the Bible says, are like filthy rags in the sight of God. Your righteousness is a gift that you receive and you walk in it. It's the only thing that can break the power of sin over your life. No one else can. Secondly, we have to awaken to sonship and we'll talk about that in the future. We are not beggars. We now have received, Romans 8 says, the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba Father. We are sons and daughters of God. That means we have rights. That means we have a covenant. That means Hebrews 4 verse 16. We can boldly come to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and help in a time of need. We are God's children. We don't crawl our way to God. As God's children, we are His righteousness. We can access the throne of grace through the person of Jesus Christ. Father, Father, I come to you in Jesus' name, and you have God's attention. The same way G- uh, Bartimaeus had Jesus' attention on the road uh, of Jericho. I mean, he did not deserve Jesus' attention. He did not work for it. He did not earn, for it. earn it. He was a man hopeless. He was a man lost. He was a man blind. He was a beggar. And, and, and we know beggars. Most of the beggars in our community are what? They, 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 they drink, they're alcoholics. Why? because they have to deal with this loneliness and this lostness in this world because nobody loves them, nobody cares for them. Truth. So when you see them, don't judge them. What would you do in that situation? Stand there with a smile every day and say, I feel dignified, I feel great, I feel wonderful. They don't. Their dignity has been robbed from them. They stand naked, exposed. They've lost all sense of self-respect. And that's what sin does. Sin will rob you of your dignity. Will rob you of your self-respect. Your Christ, God confidence. That's what sin will do. So that old garment is not you. I'm not trying to put a heavy on you. I'm telling you, young person, that old garment is not you. Before you got saved, what did that garment do for you in any case? You have to unclothe me. Otherwise, I'm telling you, I'm going to Joburg wet. I'm going to be like a fish on that platform. What did that garment do? Never helped you, did it? Never gave you peace, did it? No, it left you empty. It left you hollow. It robbed you. It left you blind. And Jesus came to let the blind see. Not just the blind physically, but the blind spiritually. And the very thing that left you blind is the thing that will make you blind again. If you reclothe yourself with that robe, that old life. That's not you. That's beneath you, that's not who you are. You are a son, you are a daughter of the most high God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Oh, say amen, somebody, I've almost gotta go. Come on, help me. You're a new creature. You are clothed with God's righteousness. So you have to awaken to that and put off the old. Isaiah 61 verse 10, he says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in God for He has clothed me. Hallelujah. With a garment of salvation. He has clothed me with a garment of salvation. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I'm saved. I'm sanctified, I'm washed in the blood. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Freely forgiven by the love and the grace and the mercy of God that I deserve it. No, but He did it in any case, because that's how much He loves me. He clothed me with a garment of righteousness. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. So when God sees you this morning, He doesn't see your sin. He sees a robe of righteousness. But while you see yourself as a sinner, you're going to continue to live that life, the old lifestyle. Bartimaeus. Is there a Bartimaeus here this morning? No. Nobody names their child Bartimaeus anymore. Bartimaeus. Stop clinging to this and think it's going to make you happy a relationship because of your insecurity, a situation, a friendship, and a habit, an addiction, whatever it is. Stop clinging. This is robbing you of all God asks for you. This is keeping you from the future God asks for you. You make up your mind. He called you 2,000 years ago when He died on the cross for you. He called you. He died for you by name. He knew you were going to be here this morning. He paid that price for your total redemption. That means He purchased you with His blood so that you can live a life of freedom, no longer a slave. But thank God now I'm free through His amazing grace. God bless you for the television audience. Amen. Amen. This garment. We'll talk about pain and your past and things like that next, next week. But the first robe we have to, once and for all, throw aside. Out of, your, out of your life. I said, you've got to cast it off. You've got to cast it off. The Bible says, cast off the works of darkness. You've got to cast it off. You have to cast it off and not allow, not allow other people to bring their garment upon you. Are you listening to me? It was for freedom that Christ has come to set you free. You are the sons and the daughters of God. You are children of light. You are born again. You are redeemed. You are washed. You are sanctified. It's time for you now to walk in your new identity in the robe of righteousness. I'm born again. I'm free. I have vision. I have life. I have a future. I have a hope in the name of Jesus by the grace of God. Shout amen. Come on. Oh, come on, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, thank God. I am set free, I'm born again, I'm heaven bound, I'm washed, I'm sanctified, I'm a new creation, I'm a brand new man. This is who I am. Come on, walk in your new identity. Walk in your righteousness. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Evil communications will corrupt good morals. You make up your mind to be the light in your friends' circle and in the world of your friends. And you don't allow your friends to taint you with their beggar's garment. You are not a slave. They may have money, but you you have Christ and you have freedom. Come on, let's stand to our feet. We're going to worship God for a moment. We are going to remind ourselves of who we are. And today, we are going to lay down everything we have to. We are going to rise up like uh, uh, Bartimaeus. He got up, okay? He didn't wait for an emotional feeling. He had Jesus' attention. He was sick and tired of being where he was. I pray that you are all sinned up. Did you hear what I say? I pray you are all sinned up that you've had enough of it. Because if you haven't, it's still a bait of Satan to lure you. When we come to Christ, we receive freedom, forgiveness, redemption, and we have to embrace it and walk in it. And the Bible says, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. That if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm not saying you're never going to make a mistake. But I'm I'm saying to you, you're never going to cast this garment aside. For what? And for who? Huh? For? For who? For what? For a moment? For an experience? And then you struggle with guilt and shame and condemnation and you try and get that back. And some people are clothed half this way and half that way. You have to choose which one you're casting off this morning. And you have to walk out here today a free man, a free woman. Forgiven. Free. Free. I said free. Come on. It was for freedom. Freedom. Freedom that Christ has set you free. 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 Not you earn the freedom. You receive the freedom by receiving the gift of righteousness. And you go walk into that world. Immune with a new identity. No longer people seeing you as a beggar. But you know, sometimes in a robot there are three beggars, and they all know that's a beggar, that's a beggar, that's a beggar. When your friends see you, what do they see? Another beggar? Or somebody free? That doesn't mean you judge them. That means you love them enough to be with them, but you do not partake of what stains them. You live free. You are righteous. I said you are righteous. You don't need validation. You have been validated. You don't need an identity. You have an identity. You don't need acceptance. You have been accepted. You don't need to be approved by anybody. You have been approved by your heavenly Father. Come on, lift up your heads, lift up your eyes, lift up your gaze to the heavens and be who oh God made you to be through the death of His Son on the cross 2,000 years ago. You are His righteousness. You are His people. You are clothed with a garment of salvation. You are clothed with a cloak of righteousness. Rejoice in your salvation. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Come on, CRC. Give Him a praise as we are going to sing Amazing Grace. And we are going to remind ourselves of the day we got saved and how it felt and where we are now and then get back to that amazing grace how sweet the sound that everybody in our world should see the grace of God reflected through us to our world
1: can I ask you in respect for everyone just to close your eyes and bow your heads when the seed was sown this morning you know that something has blinded you you know that you need to come and lay the garment down Maybe you say to me this morning, Pastor, you don't know what I went through. You don't know who walked out on me. You don't know the betrayal. And it caused me to pick up this garment again. I'm isolating myself and I'm criticizing everyone. My brother, my sister, I want to ask you this morning to come and lay it down. I want to ask you this morning to come just as you are and to come and lay it at the altar. Because on that cross, 2,000 years ago, there was a perfect exchange. There's a white robe waiting for you. There's a white robe here this morning. The robe of righteousness. The robe that says to you, it's not what you do, it's what I have done. I wanna ask you, I wanna ask you, don't hesitate. You know God spoke to you. You're going to have to come and lay it down. That's what became that pain that became your identity. You numb it in different ways. You dressed beautiful on the outside, but you're falling apart on the inside. I want to ask you to come. I want to ask you to come. Because he cannot turn his back on you, you need to, you need to come and lay it down once and for all. You say to me, Pastor, you don't know what happened, but I once wore the rope of righteousness, but but I laid it down and I picked up the beggar's rope again. I'm blind. I'm broken on the inside, and I'm living in a prison. I want to ask you to come, because He's going to open that prison door this morning. You just do the coming, and He will do the saving. There's a rope. There's a rope awaiting you at this altar this morning. It's all about one more person. It's all about one. If you were the only one here this morning, if you were the only one here, you made heaven party. You made heaven party. I want to say to you, I want to look you in your eyes and say, God loves you. God loves you. You each have a story. You each have a story. Many broken people here. You each have a story. Life happened. But you're receiving this rope this morning. You, you say, Pastor, but, you, but you, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know where, what I used to numb this pain. He knows and He choose not to judge you. He judged you one when he, once when He put Jesus on the cross. You're gonna leave with a robe of righteousness. You're gonna leave as a new person here today. Money cannot buy this. It's a life that has been given to you. Will the congregation just stretch out your hands? towards them as we're gonna pray this, pray. I want you to pray after me. Say, Jesus, I come just the way I am. I choose today to lay this garment down. The garment that made me blind. The garment that made me sick. The garment that put me in prison. I come today and I lay it down. I thank you. The Bible says in Romans 10 verse 9, If I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead, I will be saved. I come today and i believe in my heart i confess with my mouth now that jesus christ is my lord and my savior i thank you that i forgive myself today i forgive those who sinned against me and i know now the bible says if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature, sees a new creature. All things have passed away, everything has become new. I give you all the glory, and Father, I ask you for a hunger to fall in love with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.